Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you as always. Happy Redemption Thursday, one and all. Later in the show, the picks. Uh, we have a segment to do together, do Tom and I, before he traverses the great highways of America. And we wanted to get content out today, post-signing day. Also, the news of uh, Board of Trustees meeting tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. That is tomorrow morning. Uh, at 10 a.m. That's happening Friday. Today is Thursday, so that's how that's going to work. And oh, by the way, that will be interesting. I'm going to speak with Gene Williams later in today's show, uh, and and we'll talk a little bit about what we know, what we think is going to happen, perhaps what's on the docket. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I will just say this before we get started on the, um, the contents of the show, really. For anybody that wants to see that meeting, you can. You know, did you, you you realize that, Tom? We know that, but not everybody does. Like, you can just go to Florida State's website and go click on Board of Trustees and watch digitally. You could. I, I think we might be working on maybe doing some sort of uh, let's all get together and watch it together here on WarChan. I, we'll see. We're, we're playing around with that idea. Well, we you guys start. get together then. <laughs> I can't. I'm going to be on the road. But yeah, it's, it's 10 a.m. tomorrow. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing that's fun to note I won't necessarily put the person's name out there, uh, but we were tipped off on that in an email by sports information. You don't typically get a link or, or a, a notification that the board of trustees is going to be holding an emergency meeting from a sports contact at the university. Like everybody knows it was already leaked within minutes, not leaked, but reported within minutes that this is the topic at hand. But I'm just saying, as a matter of due process, this is not something where us at War Chant or somebody who's working for the athletic or whatever is notified that there's a board of trustees meeting by the sports wing of Florida State University. Like you would have to go to a university press contact for that. Yeah. So, you know, that's all the information you need in that moment that at 9.05 this morning or whenever it was, and whoo, okay. Uh, this emergency meeting is not because there's going to be rolling power outages on campus when some students are here over winter break. This is for the big stuff. Yeah, and by the way, so that there was an official release. If you're driving around town doing holiday shopping or you're listening at work or whatever it might be, uh, the Florida State University Board of Trustees will meet virtually at 10 a.m. Friday, December 22nd. The meeting agenda will be published um, and when available, and you can find that on their website and a link to the live webcast and all that stuff. But, you know, you can also just tune right here as we're talking about because we'll probably watch it together in some form of a war chant watch thing is what Tom is telling me now. Either way, a lot of people won't even – you know, want to do that either because whatever, we're going to find out what it is. Uh, and if you're busy, don't worry about it. But here's the deal. Um, this has been, as you correctly noted, kind of 
rumored and to be in the coffers for some time, you know, that, that something's got to give, you know, this is just a little word of advice for people out there. When you watch, let's say you just, I'm going to talk about big websites. I'm going to talk about uh, like a national thing. Like, let's say you go to NBC sports for baseball or wherever you go. Like, let's say you go to ESPN.com for college football. Maybe you don't, I, I don't care. I'm just, this is to make a broader point. There are good journalists who do a very good job and they're wildly consistent and thus they're rewarded for that consistency in the way of maybe being tipped off about certain things or the types of stories you might read from a noted journalist who's done a good job can tip you off to what's about to happen within weeks, sometimes months. If you noted last week, everybody, Andrea Adelson posted a story that looked a lot like a regurgitation of a previous story. It didn't seem like there was any meat on the bone to that story. And I said, self, that's kind of strange. Andrea is well-respected in the industry, and she is talking about something that we've known for a while. Go ahead, Tom. I was going to say, moreover, I think this is a couple days ago that story comes up, but moreover, she's there for Mike Norvell's press conference yesterday for signing day. That's not an event that Andrea Adelson would be dispatched to go cover. So that means that you're on the ground, you're in town. Yeah. Okay, you're on the ground and you're in town. Your Christmas? Hmm, Okay. Yeah, so what are the indicators is what we're talking about. When you saw that story, and there was one a week ago, and then Tom's right, two days ago, there was another one where she says uh, that there's there's a conversation about um, Florida State's uh, situation. It also mentioned the Big Ten. It mentioned a couple of things. And people have been kind of worried, or not worried, interested for a number of weeks. It keeps coming back, comes up on our boards comes up all the time on Twitter. I see it on every social media platform. I get emails about it. You do too. Occasionally I get a text from somebody, his close friend down in Tampa. Hey man, what's the scuttlebutt? I'm hearing this, hearing that. All of it seemed to be centered around the Big Ten. I don't think that's what that meeting's about tomorrow, but everything is to the ultimate end of getting out of this conference. I mean, let's just put two and two together here, everybody. Whether it's the Big Ten or the SEC, you got to be in one of the two at this point. And that point was hammered home during the latest screwing. So this has been known for a long time and you can just assume, I think safely context clues matter, you know, that to that end, they're trying everything they possibly can to get the hell out of here. So that can include a number of things that can include Yes, maybe working out a deal behind the scenes somehow, some way with a power conference. It could also be that you file a lawsuit. It could also be that you're announcing a partnership with a hedge fund. I, I don't, you know, I mean, like the kinds of things we've seen in the past. Yeah, to that end, that that's an article by Thamel last night that is um, 90% useless, but 10% informative as to how Florida State would execute the exit. It's still worded in all suppositions and and. Uh, implications and assumptions. But one of the things that I noted last night that was behind one of their paywalls, we have it so I can watch hockey games at a market, uh, is that private equity would fund, you know, what what is necessary up front for Florida State to do what it needs to do. Now, that's something we covered before the season started. Wow, back. Wow, at, back. Length, at length, we covered the, the details of how a private equity could help Florida State get to where it's going. But that private equity wouldn't engage Florida State in the first place if it didn't believe that there was going to be significant return on investment. Correct. Because private equity gets paid back at a profit. These, these are people involved with that are not idiots when it comes to making money. No. Uh, 
they probably wouldn't get all that tied up in, say, NIL and collectives because they're interested on return and investment when you're talking about private equity. So the dev- I think by nature of private equity getting involved with Florida State to help fund where they're going tells me that through back channels, they have assurances about where they're going and the types of money that would be coming in over the long term. Otherwise, the firms would not even hear Florida State's case. And the other part of that was Board of Trustees member Drew Weatherford's name came up during that because he's been pushing the narrative of private equity. And Thamel nicely puts in the article a couple sentences later, he works for a private equity firm. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think this guy's got an angle? Like, look, we're all Knowles here. Everybody puts their spin on it. But uh, yeah, man, that's a connected dude down in the city of Tampa. That family's well-to-do. His post-Florida State football career has been dealing in PE. So yeah, man, I mean... uh, There's no coincidence that some of these steps that we're going to take are connected to the board members themselves. I say, great, if it gets us the hell out of here. Ultimately, if you're listening to this, that's all you care about. You might care about some of the details because the devil is in the details. But typically, if you're driving around, you love Florida State, you're a sports fan, you're listening to this show, what's going on with my school? What's happening with Florida State football? What do we have to do to improve our situation? All you really want to know is, Ultimately, does this expedite all of that? Do we get to a place where Florida State's in a better place within a year or two or three? Is there a timetable? Are we approaching a situation where we're going to know more with a greater degree of clarity about what Florida State's going to be or who they're going to be with and who they're going to owe money to and what conference they're going to play in? But ultimately, you just need to be the hell out of here. And I think everybody understands that. And so... You know, you hear a lot of things. As I said, I'm going to talk with Gene Williams later in the show. He is an attorney and not a practicing attorney, obviously, but Gene has a greater background on the law. So I'm going to ask him some big, broad questions because I'm a layman. I don't know anything about how this works. I do know that if there's ever sort of a lawsuit filed, that it ends up staying in the courts where the case is filed. So you that would be in Florida, which is seemingly beneficial for Florida state. If that's what the angle is, I don't know. You can try to deduce these things. I'll ask Gene that question, but I mean, I I think if you're Florida state, maybe ultimately whatever you do is meant to speed up the process. You can't wait around until 2036. So this is going to be more about, Hey, look, you're going to hear large sums of money. You're going to hear about this. Who's going to get this, what they're suing for, if they're sued, whatever it is, what the ACC would want. That will be all speculative. At the end of the day, I think what they're trying to do and what everybody wants them to do is figure out the fastest route out of here. Here is a great analogy for people that are just regular Joes like you and me. How many ads do you hear on sports talk radio if you love the medium like we do for debt consolidation or for settling matters with the big man and the government, right? Yeah. That's what Florida State, in my opinion, is doing right now, maybe through some political channels like the attorney general of the state saying that they want discovery from the college football playoff committee and ESPN that they're subpoenaing email records and so forth that you might have the senator in the state of Florida calling for this, that and the other to prove the minutes of the meetings, the votes, the electronic voting system, all of that, that you may have an actual lawsuit that would be a home game kept in the state of Florida for every part of the ruling, be it you know the basic one, any appeals, all that kind of stuff, you're playing a home game. So it's like a lot of people in collections departments blowing up your phone if you're on hard times. 
And then you hear about this thing called debt consolidation. You're like, oh, my God, I could just pay one bill a month and I could make all these calls go away. I think that is what Florida State is trying to do here. And maybe the state of Florida, in addition to the university, it all converges on the conference. It all converges on the network where they say, how can I consolidate this into one simple thing? So the phone calls stop and my troubles stop. And that would be. What's the number, which is what we've talked about for years. I was just about to say, this is, and that's a good example, Tom. I like the analogy. This is a long-winded way of you and I going back to a conversation we've been having for a very long time when we recognize the importance of getting out of the ACC and in a hurry. How soon can we get to a tenable number? Mm -hmm. What is that number? What is that number? Because it ain't going to be like people here, $120 million to get out of the ACC. Yeah, but they got your grant of rights. That's the bigger number. That's the number where they, they, they've got you. They got you, okay? So the $120 million, we would have wrote that check two years ago. We $120 million, Jesus, that's nothing. So you'd have written that check already. It's the speculated $900 million, $800 million, $750 million that goes along with the $120 million that the ACC would need for you to get out of the grant of rights. And those numbers were astronomical at one time. If you can get that down to a number that perhaps, and we're speculating, the private equity firm could handle and is willing to do, uh, then maybe you're set to get the heck out of here sooner rather than later. Maybe that number becomes 500 million, maybe it becomes 300 million, whatever it becomes. And if this is all brought on by whatever they're meeting about tomorrow, then so be it. Right, exactly. You don't need private equity to cut the exit fee. We can do that. We don't need to call in a third party to cut a $120 million check. If private equity is brought into this process, it is because it's for it's for the big fish. Now, it's a massive number, yeah. Peter Collins told us, and and good job, Pete, for citing Warchant.com on, on ESPN, that that is not the document that is going to prohibit us from doing what we want. My assumption is, as the facts became clear, that he knew that private equity was a place that we could potentially go to make the payments necessary. I think what they've been doing, man, is that they've been working so hard to find a case to where they don't owe anything with the grant of rights. It's an exit fee and they're gone. Get out of here for as little as possible. But perhaps the events of the last three weeks have sped up the process where they say, this is untenable. I know it's going to cost more, but we have to do something. We've got to do something now. Well, because lost in the disappointment and the spirit of fair play, which was not adhered to, right? Is the, is the dollar, right? Like, so we talk a lot about those kids getting screwed and the sacrifices they made, and we should. That should be the emphasis of that talking point regarding what happened to FSU and the committee and Mike Norvell's disappointment in that and having to have conversations with embittered and angry young men who are having a hard time channeling that frustration as you prepare for a bowl game and kids are leading, leaving and you're just trying to sign a class. It's been a crazy time. But the other part of that screw job by the committee is four state lost out on millions of dollars. Right. Yes. And so that, you know, listen, that's what talks at some point. Yeah. Our heart bleeds for people who get screwed over by politics and money. But man, the money is really where FSU goes again with this, again with this. We are around every turn, we are shown in big, bright lights the ways that we're getting absolutely crushed in the race for the almighty dollar as it pertains to our competitors in the same geographical footprint. So you, you know, at that point, you're like, man, again, with this, again, we're a second class citizen now because the ACC has just been shown not to matter. 
Okay, so we're no longer, we can't even just say, well, if we're really good in football, we'll be rewarded. Maybe not. Maybe you won't right. be. So at that point, you're like, well, okay, all right, that's it. We hate it, but we're going to have to do this. Yeah, and that's where, like, even if you look at the political side of things, and perhaps you believe that the person sending the letter is basically like Bernie Madoff, but he's a senator, and I do. But when you get a disingenuous reply that says, oh, I know you've got a busy schedule. Uh, I'm glad you're trying to reach out to me about college football. Man, it's about the money. You have economically impacted the state of yes. Florida in a negative way yes. to the tune of easily eight figures, easily eight figures. That is the ramification of a decision to leave us out of the Invitational as an undefeated so-called Power Five conference, as Bill right. Mike said. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And so, therefore, I think, again, they might have wanted to wait well into 2024. You're not calling an emergency board meeting the Friday before Christmas. These people don't work on Christmas. They don't work anywhere close to Christmas ever. You don't call an emergency board meeting for Friday, December the 22nd, unless you felt that you were compelled to have to take a step before you were thinking that you were going to have to take a step. That, that's what's coming here. To me, the most important thing moving forward in this discussion, because I, I feel like this, this chain of events is now moving. The dominoes are falling. We're going to get out of this conference one way or another. Where are we going? Yeah. And do we get a full share? Because the, the stuff that was in the article last night on ESPN was talking about Oregon and Washington not getting full price to go into the Big Ten. Obviously, the SEC doesn't want to take less money, all of their member institutions, for somebody within their own footprint. So it would seem to me the better chance to get a full share immediately would be the Big Ten. But I just want to know, how many cents on the dollar are we getting and for how long to leave the conference? Or are we going to be a fully vested, fully share partner of our new destination, whatever that comes. There's so much to talk about here too, because you know that Florida state is obviously acting on their own behalf, but you know that they are in cahoots with Clemson. They are in cahoots with others. They have been, we know that there were other member institutions that feel equally as uncomfortable about the financial devastation that they are wrought in this ACC. So I know we don't have to worry about NC State, screw them eternally. I know we don't worry about any of these other programs, but we have been kind of tied at the hip with Clemson. I am very curious. And also, by the way, when you do the numbers, right, when you start to do the math. Correct. But the th here's the thing that pissed me off about the article. Again, I I'm citing this a lot, but this is clearly a leak job from many different parties. You know, Pete might be carrying the water in one paragraph for Greg Sankey and then another paragraph for us, another paragraph for Clemson, North Carolina. But what it says, and that's a lot. Of, I mean, he's probably pretty strong, man. Yeah. But what it says is that Clemson and North Carolina are willing to sit back and watch us do this and then play off of it. So we have to be the effing trailblazers fine, fine. here. Just go that's, be the trailblazers. That's man. fine. But let history remember that those cowards, yeah. those cowards decided not to walk side by side with us as we tried to make something happen and make something more of our future. Yeah, and, and that's fine. I mean, I, we're never going to we're never going to like them. Anyhow, the, the point is like, you just got to do what's in your best interest here. I, who comes and goes, I don't really care. We, we got to worry about us. There's no, there's no future in this conference. There's no future in other than a whole lot of frustration, whole lot of losses, whole lot of lost opportunities, whole lot of no money. Oh, I mean, you, you got no future here. You've got to go Florida state. I've said it a million times when they put that gorgeous facade on that stadium, and when they fast forward to just this past year, decided to renovate the hell out of said stadium and spend a gazillion dollars to do so and modernize and have all the amenities and all the things that we've talked about, that means they threw their hat in the ring a long time ago. 
it was never again going to allow to be, or be allowed to, I should say, be a middling program. You could never do that. You went all in and anteed up eons ago, eons ago. We're talking about late 80s. This is, you were all in the moment you decided football was king, made the money, was the absolute must in terms of successful programs be at the top of the list. You, you just, you don't have an option. You did this years ago and that's fine. You were right to do so. You were correct. Football was going to lead the way. Yeah. Uh, it's much like when our, our friends at Zaxby said, we want to invest in the Jeff Cameron show at that point. You're all in baby. You're going yeah. in with us. You're getting that, the big dog. This that is means. Is, yeah. Yeah. You're not settling for nothing. You're coming yeah. for the top of the heap and we know it. That's why that they're building two more locations every 12 hours here in Tallahassee. Pretty amazing. They're up to 154. <laughs> They know something's coming. See, they yeah. knew that there's going to be a new source of revenue with other fan bases coming down here more often. Yeah, and think about it. At the end of this year, our friend Danny, who is uh, king of Zaxby's and the proud Golden Chief booster now for over 18 years. We're about to say over 19. That's right. I mean, we've been doing this for a while now. So absolutely, we have to celebrate Zaxby's. And if you're thinking about Zaxby's right now and about the holiday time and you're thinking, I don't really want to cook. I don't know what I want to do. Swing past one of those 154 Zaxby's here in Tallahassee, Florida, and get yourself a big old platter or maybe just maybe seven or eight of the chicken fillies, whatever you want. It's all delicious, especially if you get that hot and spicy Zaxby's sauce. The Zax sauce is delicious. I like the hot one. Not everybody does, but I do. I like the torch sauce and I like the barbecue. You mix those two together. Up to, yeah. Oh, yeah. You put the fry a little dip in one, a little dip in another. Oh, great. I like it. I like it. Good call. Tom, safe travels. We'll expand uh, on that conversation later, but uh, I'll talk to you soon. Good to be with you on a Thursday and peace. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm -hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh -huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network.
Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Hold his poor and lonely heart. As I mentioned in the opener, there he is, the head poobah. He's the guy. That's Gene Williams, founder and administrator of Warchant.com. Joins me now on the Jeff Cameron Show, and for good reason. There's always good reason to have you on, Gene, of course. But you and I have been keenly interested in this subject for a number of years now. I feel like it's been expedited for uh, many reasons. Uh, the latest screw job, which cost Florida State millions of dollars, probably chief amongst them. But uh, it was announced today, it's out there, it's public knowledge, uh, it was an email sent, uh, that there will be a board of trustees meeting tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., and that makes news. I know your phone blew up, so did mine. We were getting wind of this maybe as soon as two weeks ago. I talked to somebody over there. I know uh, others have, have kind of speculated that something would come to a head at some point. So what what do we think? I'll just ask you big, broad questions. I'm not a lawyer. You have a law degree. I'm going to kind of play off of you because there's gravitas to what you say on this, not me. <laughs> I'm curious, is this – you don't call this meeting on the Friday before Christmas, Gene, um, unless you've got something big, something of substance to either talk about or certainly uh, get out there in the, in the media world. What, what do you speculate, if, if you want to, that this is about? Yeah, and you're right about the timing to me is very interesting because when I got like you winded this weeks ago that something was coming down, I heard at the next Board of Trustees meeting, which was not scheduled now. This is a special meeting. That was, I think it's in January at some yeah. point. So they were inspired enough to, to put a special meeting on the eve of Christmas Eve, basically, uh, to have this, which means there's something is brewing, something significant. And I, the fact that Andrea Adelson from ESPN wrote something the other day about this, she would not have brought that up, you know, unless something was going on. It was specifically because of what happened with the snub of the committee is expedited. The, I think what FSU was going to do, which it probably did, would have had this meeting in January, but I think it expedited. I'm guessing there'll be a little bit more vitriol probably involved because of what happened. And you've got more damages to show now than maybe you had before. But to your bigger question, Jeff, of what I think is going to happen here, I think a few things could happen. I think the biggest thing, I think there's, we're going to see that lawsuit that we've all kind of speculated about. I think I don't think it'll necessarily say it's been filed, but I think there will be discussion of we are planning to file a lawsuit against ACC and or ESPN, Disney, however that's all going to play out in this thing. And again, this is not only because the lawsuit and it goes to a bigger picture and people are, you know, people go, well, can you win the lawsuit in the court? All this is going to play out. Look, there's, there's layers beyond this. You're not just filing a lawsuit to pound ACC and ESPN to the ground. You're filing a lawsuit to get leverage when you're going to go to, this is 99% of these kind of cases get negotiated at some point. It's going to be negotiated. I doubt you're going to see this case on court TV. We're going to be seeing, you know, ESPN and people from representatives from Disney and the ACC commissioner all up there on the on the witness stand. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I think they're going to lay out plans for a lawsuit, the basis for that lawsuit. And I hope they also get Jeff into some damages. It would be because, I mean, you have to show damages in these things. And I think, especially like you said, millions of dollars were cost by this. And it, uh, this is other, you can go to a lot of other things in terms of what ESPN, what the ACC have done to really limit Florida State and what they can do, the, the distribution model, 
Um, obviously, you know, ESPN recently did a, what they invested another $3 billion to get the rest of the inventory from the SEC. Uh, you can obviously show a lot of ways they are pushing the SEC over the ACC and in, in, in turn costing FSU money. Why that's relevant is because FSU has a contract or ACC has a contract with ESPN. You have to act in the best interest of your partner in contractual situations. I think FSU can show they have not been doing that. And that has been hurting FSU financially in the process. Now, one other thing is to give a legal opinion, this is tough on a lot of things. First of all, I haven't practiced forever, but that's neither here nor there. The fact that the main contract involved in this whole thing is not the grand rights that we've gotten glimpses of. It is the contract between the ACC and ESPN. And that is locked behind closed doors in Charlotte and in Bristol. But Florida State's attorneys probably for the last year or so have been, they have been up there. They, they can't take pictures. They can't do anything about it. They can't get copies of it, but they can go there and they can take notes and they've been going through that thing like crazy. So I hope the curtain will be unveiled a bit, maybe tomorrow. And we'll get to hear some of the details of what is in that contract and what can be done legally to throw that out or to mitigate it. And the legal basis, we're going to find out maybe the legal basis behind Florida State's plans to somehow get that albatross off their back. A lot of meat on the bone there, Gene. So I want to circle back to something you just said at the outset. A lot of times, most of the time, as you noted, these things get negotiated. They never find the inside of a courtroom. They don't go to court. There's a lot to lose if everybody goes to yeah. court. And it gets drawn out, and it can take years and years, right? The other reason, a lot of times, as I understand it, that these things get negotiated in some way or they never see the inside of a courtroom is when you file a lawsuit, a couple things here I want to ask you about. If I'm mistaken, please tell me. If they file a lawsuit, let's say, let's say that's what they're going to do. We don't know that. Let's say that's what they're going to do or they intend to. Once you do that, there's a process called discovery, right? And nobody likes discovery because that is texts, that is emails, that is everything that's ever been recorded in regards to these contracts, these negotiations, all of it. And a lot of times things, we've seen this play out on the big stage when the NFL got sued with the concussion stuff. We saw some really unsavory emails. And then later on when owners are suing the league and the league is suing the owners, you catch those emails and it can reveal a lot about a person, about a company, about the way the group does business, all of it. Nobody wants that stuff out in the public. There's a lot that, I mean, nobody's made to look good typically. So yeah. once that happens, it seems to me that it expedites the need for them to say, okay, okay, look, none of us want this. Let's talk about a number. Am I right? I mean, that's a big picture, broad-based, I'm not a lawyer, but that to me seems like, why you would do it. The other part of that is, wouldn't it stay in the state of Florida if it's filed in the state of Florida? And if your ESPN and or anybody else that's named in this lawsuit, wouldn't you be worried at some point that if the case is tried in the state of Florida, that, I don't know, maybe it Judge Charlie Seminole presides over the case? Like, you don't, you don't want that either, right? Right. And let's, let's also not to get into politics. We obviously know the governor's not the biggest fan of the, of Mickey down right. in Orlando either, who ultimately is the, the head honcho of this whole thing. So uh, yeah, it, they would not. And again, I don't know. I don't know that looking at all the contracts again, I don't know the venue, but I assume they're going to try to make venue in the state of Florida. I would say Florida state's filing. I would assume they, if it's possible to get them in the state, hundred percent, Jeff. Yeah. And you're right. 
that is the thing with the lawsuit. A lot of uncomfortable things happen. And that's, again, it goes into the leverage of having the discovery. And also, everybody's open for depositions, too. That means you are under oath to doing these things. And some people are very uncomfortable with those things because you are under oath. You know, you can sure there can be some stuff you've done. And if ESPN and ACC have colluded to do some things or whatever, you know, even they go, well, maybe they can't find the paper trail. But I got to go with a penalty of potential perjury and go and lie, you know, the court reporter there and all these other things that it's it's scary. And they say, you know, what? let's settle this case. I don't want to be up on that. I don't want to I don't want to put myself in that position. So you are 100 percent right. It's very uncomfortable. Here's. Here's what I would do and what we've done in situate what I would say I would do if the attorney's in a situation. Florida State hypothetically announces a lawsuit tomorrow. They spell out some of the terms. They lay out the damages to show there's a lot of money that we are losing because of this. And this gives us, you know, reason to mitigate this whole thing. What I do, if, if I have a, a good enough, strong enough case, I'm drafting that paperwork. I'm getting it. I'm getting the complaint. I'm getting if there's supporting memoranda, whatever, I'm putting that all in. I'm sending a draft to the interested parties. Here is what's going to be filed. Like you said, it's not going to be filed because a whole can of worms they want to avoid goes. I send them a draft and go, here's what's about to land on your doorstep and go, and you're going to suddenly, uh, then, then we're going to follow up. You could, lay out, you could even lay out your discovery plan and go, here's what you're, what's going to happen to you. And then at that point, go, you have, you have 30 days. You know, or we can, we can get to the negotiation table. Let's, let's discuss this. And that's what that's again, you have the leverage at that point. They know they know it's coming and you put the fear of God in them and get them to the table. And that's when the, the grant of rights isn't going away. The exit fee is never going away. But what you can do is negotiate that thing down to a palatable level where you're not bankrupting the school or tapping out all the money, the great the money that's going to the boosters or the NIL. You don't want to sell your boots. Stop giving all the money to that we need hundreds of millions of dollars to get out of this godforsaken conference. So that that's how I would handle it. Now, that's hypothetical. Who knows what they have in mind? It's fantastic, though. It's a lot of fun to talk about because we've known this is coming somehow, some way. And around every turn, Florida State feels they've been wronged, this just being the latest. And you know that wild conspiracy theorists that are out there would speculate, well, maybe that's why Boo and that's why the commissioner were nowhere to be find, found. Uh, you know, this was a this was an amazing precedent to set to not have a power five conference champion yeah. undefeated go and make the playoff and man there wasn't a voice until the last second that pushed back on that narrative from the acc and there were five acc people in that room and what are we doing and you know if you're florida state at this point you're like well we get screwed around every turn we're losing out of millions of dollars i'm not sure how involved they were or we're not involved in this latest fiasco but i do know it cost us millions of dollars what do yeah. we have to lose we've got to find a way to get to the negotiating table somehow some way maybe this expedites that process maybe just maybe and then you tie it in with the private equity firm stuff that we've all read about numerous times right you can start to paint this picture yeah 100 percent. i mean i think we we all thought this jeff but I think the board of trustees laid this out last spring and summer where they said, look, it's not it's not a function of we can weather the storm. We have to get out of the frickin storm. There's no way you can survive this thing financially in the long term. You can't I, sooner rather than later. And I think this is what has happened here over the last couple months, especially the last couple weeks. I think, like you said, it's expedited this whole thing. It's now you can. There are more damages to show, and it's doing more damages to the school at some point. You know, we can speculate. I, I don't know. You know, signing day happened yesterday, and 
I don't think what happened with the playoff committee helped FSU, certainly. And an argument could okay, maybe it cost you a guy or two that you were trending to have a at some point we we're talking about a top two, three class. And you ended up with a tennis class. I mean, I, I you could make the argument too that you are here, this is continuing to have damages as a result. You you know, I don't think it was made in the exact framework. Some people read it in these so-called power five conference that came back in that statement. Yeah. But I think it, I think it was poorly <laughs> written. I don't think they meant that necessarily, but I mean it sure looks like ESPN and everybody else is treating the ACC as a so-called a, a group. It's now a group of what group of eight. Yeah, really. You've got the power too. So you're doing that to a contractual partner of yourself. You're degrading their value and it's continuing to show impact. I would, I'd make the argument. It hurt the recruiting class. Um, you certainly could make that argument. Again, that goes to your bottom line. You're destroying the athletic programs here at Florida state. So yeah. Um, it, it, like you said, this is a lot of fun because it's going to be at Florida State is going to be on the offensive. And we haven't seen this before. We've seen we've seen some words and it was great when the Board of Trustees came out to, to actually take real action. I wonder deep down if ESPN or ACC really ever thought Florida State would take it this far. Do, do you think they do you think they knew this was coming, Jeff? I mean, how could you not? At some point when you call a Board of Trustees meeting that, you know, is being recorded and that the public has access to and certainly the press and you call out the situation in this in the manner that they did with the words that they did. And I think, you know, you had the president, you had the chair, you had everybody saying this is unacceptable, untenable, and there is no future for us here. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they thought would happen next. But surely after this latest fiasco, they had to think, hmm, this might do it. <laughs> this, might, this might do it. We have really bent them over every which way to Sunday, and they're probably about tired of it now. I just, Florida State, like you said, at the end of the day, the average friend driving down the road listening to us or watching on WarChant TV is saying, okay, great, guys. It is fun to speculate. It, this is the stuff of courtroom drama and TV shows and movies and all that. But the bottom line is, can you please tell me when we're getting out of here and how much is it going to cost? That's what we all want to know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think we're moving another step closer towards that end. I think that at the end of the day, there will be a lot of information that comes out of this. Ira and Corey and everybody else at WarChant will do our best to cover this thing and get to the root of it. I know we've got great sources and we'll have all the latest. But at the same time, I think the average guy is just like, okay, cool. I don't want to get bogged down. I just want to know when can we get out? Mm -hmm. It's not next year. Obviously, they're going to play the 2024 schedule. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. But here's the thing, too. I don't know if they'll announce it here. They could put in their official notice as well. But, again, they have until August to do that. So, assuming they put in official notice that we plan to leave the conference, they would play in 2024. But in 2025, FSU would be somewhere else. So, it can ha – I mean, it'd be great if that would happen Friday as well. I mean, you're going to do it. I can't imagine they would go beyond August and, and run this thing through 2025. I just can't, especially if they're filing a lawsuit. I think you, you, that ship has sailed at this point. But, yeah, going back to your other point, Jeff, I, I, I think it's unprecedented what Florida State's doing. That's why I kind of wonder deep down if some people really thought Florida State was going to they, they, they bluff. There's a lot of bluster, and they're saying a lot of things. But, you know, they talked about throwing them a bone. We'll give you a little bit of your postseason money maybe, that kind of stuff. Like they could placate them with a couple scraps. But this is, I, I think, what's happened now. I mean, Florida State, they, they push Florida State. They're stepping over that line that's never been stepped over before. And we're going to see that tomorrow. Before I let you go, I got to ask you this, because everybody wants to know this. You get this text or email. I get it. We see it on the boards at warchant.com. Around any turn, if I go pick up to-go food from a restaurant, the guy comes over to me and says, hey, listen, all I really want to know, Big Ten, SEC. All right, so we don't know. But why do you think in the last 72 hours 
have we heard so many you you referenced Andrea Adelson's report right she didn't accidentally write that story out of nowhere it's a kind of a it's a revived story from a month ago mm -hmm. so why are we hearing that now is that just because some people got wind that this potential board of trustees meeting was going to happen potential lawsuit was going to happen or at least an announcement of did that spur on the speculation about Big Ten? Because I keep hearing Big Ten. Of course, everybody has their opinion about where they think Florida State should go and where the best fit is. I guess speculate with the rest of us here. Do you have a sense of that? Because I know you have great sources, too. You've been in this industry a long, long time, Gene. We talked to guys that are high on the ladder there. Do you get a sense of this? Uh, before, I mean, yeah, a few weeks ago, before the infamous snub, I mean, I, I was 90%. I would, I'd like him to go to the SEC. I was 90% sure. But it depends how contentious this thing is, Jeff. I don't know how many lawsuits you've been involved. But if you're filing suit and ESPN is named a member, I mean, you might be poisoning that well too much. Or maybe maybe you're not. That's not your destination. And I, we, we don't know. And we're not going to know. The one thing that's not going to happen tomorrow is you're not going to hear discussions. We've begun negotiations with the Big Ten. You're not going to hear that. They're, they can't do that at this point, but that doesn't mean they're not happening. And I, what I don't know is if those are going on. Maybe that's where FSU is in a good position now. The playoff committee snub. They've had discussions with the Big Ten. We get out. We negotiate this. What's the game plan? You know, what what are, what are our shares? Are you guys going to contribute? A lot of things behind the scenes we don't know. So maybe that maybe that's part of it. So my speculation is I thought almost for sure SEC up until the snub and I'm kind of leaning to the big 10. Now I, I just think you, you too much. There's been too much dirty laundry, too much stuff going on with the sec and ESPN right now. I think they want to wash their hands of that group. Cause they've, they've done FSU wrong and now FSU is going to fire back at them. That's weird to get back into bed with them at this point. So I think it's a big screw you to ESPN into the sec by going, giving Fox that place, you know, this, this spot in the SEC strangle, stranglehold right here in the Southeast, and especially if you bring a Clemson with it, bring a North Carolina maybe with you, suddenly you got a national conference that's coast to coast in the Big Ten where the SEC is still kind of regional. I think, and eventually we know probably at that point, maybe Notre Dame jumps in too. And then who's the, got the bigger conference at that point? Well, goodness gracious, you'd have USC, Washington, Oregon, all the way down to Tallahassee, Florida, and yeah. in between Michigan and Ohio State. Forget about it. You've got a Penn like State, you said, Notre Dame, yeah, all yeah, them. Woo. It's it's a it's a fun thing to think about. I think it, we're moving inexorably towards just the two gigantic conferences. Yes. The, the it's AFC, NFC. We're going yeah. to the you know eventually. I think I think players get revenue sharing, collective bargaining, yeah. employees. It's all headed that way, and you're going to have AFC, NFC as Big Ten, and SEC and all that fun stuff. But then hopefully maybe you get some salary caps and maybe you can prevent the Alabamas and the Georgias from being spending ridiculous amount of money on coaches and NIL and everything else. Yeah, you get a level playing field. Gene, yeah. I always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for hopping on. And, uh, of course, we'll stay on this. We want to invite everybody to understand that anything that happens over there, board of trustees meeting, an announcement, anything, we're going to be on it, of course. And, in fact, our guys, as we speak, they were practiced today. So you're going to have reports from Ira and Corey and Aslan, everybody over there. So don't forget, tune in, sign up, warchant.com. A lot going on right now. We still have the portal active on the heels of National Signing Day, plenty of reports as well. Gene Williams, founder and then Jeff, I think we're going to try to be live tomorrow, aren't we? During the, uh, I think we are going to try to go live during the Board of Trustees meeting. So you can come right here on Warchant TV. We'll Ooh. have our staff interact with. Uh, I mean, we'll take your questions. We'll tell you what's going on with the committee. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun to get the instant reaction 
to what's going on. Perfect. So you don't want to miss it. That's uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Gene, be well, sir. Thank you. Hey, welcome a new advertiser to the program. This one I like. Why do I like them? I used them. I already used them. Then they said, we want to be on with you, Cameron. Good, because I'm already using you. I'd like to save some money. I'm talking about Factor. Now, I could read a script. I have one here. The bustling holiday season. You're looking for nutritious, flavorful meals to fuel your jam-packed days. Factor's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. I'm not going to do that, though. I don't need to do that. I like not meal prepping. I like having a delicious meal before me in two and a half minutes out of a microwave prepped by a professional chef. It is delicious. Protein meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving in some cases. I could get the uh, low-calorie conscious meal if I want one, if I've overdone it for the week or something along those lines. I pick a different set of food items out of 35 prepared meals at the start of every week, and voila, it's at my front door. It's awesome. Head to Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 and use code Cameron50 to get 50% off. Doing you right, people. That's code Cameron50 at Factormeals.com slash Cameron50 to get 50% off. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Obviously, that ran a little bit long here, but it's a it's a meaty thing. It's a it's a weighty day, right? Uh, Florida State set to have the board of trustees meeting tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. It's funny. Yesterday, during uh, the conversation surrounding uh, signing day, the wins, the losses, everything in between, in between, what does it mean? I kind of still felt like people were waiting for some good news, and I have to say, even though. Nothing gets resolved tomorrow. It feels like this is good news, that the Board of Trustees is calling this meeting sooner rather than later is a big deal. Florida State has got to act. We said this a while ago. You have no choice. You cannot remain and cannot sit idly by. Now, I understand it's easier said than done, but every year that goes by where the discrepancy between the monies earned of those schools in the SEC and the Big Ten compared to what you're making in the ACC, you fall further behind. And even when you make your way over to one of those two conferences, we think inevitably, then you don't want to find yourself buried, you know, $100 million back, trying to enter into what will be a much tougher conference. Never feared that, by the way. People say, well, get ready to lose more games. Well, yeah, man, we've gone to a 12-team playoff. You can lose three. You can be all right. It's not going to be the end of the world in doing that. And by the way, Florida State has always competed at the highest level. When they run at peak efficiency, Florida State can beat any SEC team, any Big Ten team. That's why they have three national championships. That's why they set records for wins. This is why they did what they did. They were elite. Will you suffer another loss or two in a given season because you have a stronger strength of schedule when you enter a super conference like the Big Ten or the SEC as it's currently comprised? Sure. But again, the conference playoffs, I mean, excuse me, the playoffs have expanded, so you can absorb that loss. As long as you're operating at peak efficiency, you're going to be a 10-2 and type team, a 9-3 and type team. Now, that's why it's important to remain elite in all of these categories that we debate on a regular basis. Are you recruiting at the highest level possible? Do you have the right staff for that? 
how is the play calling? How's the coaching staff can, you know, made up? Uh, are you, are you where you need to be in that regard? You have stone cold killers and recruiting and X's and O's. These are all the debates that go on because you know how hard it is to sustain excellence. And that's why certain programs just have never been able to do it. But Florida state's not one of those. They've always been able to do it. So I don't fear that. I don't fear that go through cycles, of course, but when you have a dedication and a focus and a money and a, and a belief from the top down, from the president on down, that football has to lead the way, you're going to be in good shape, especially where you're situated where Florida State is. So uh, that's the reason for all that talk. I think tomorrow is going to be a good day. And again, I think we're going to have coverage out of 10 a.m. tomorrow morning right here on War Chant TV. Hour number two forthcoming. We'll get my mom in here and uh, get some picks out there and kind of catch you up on what happened last week with us as well. It's Jeff Cameron Show 93.3. Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.